0: Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Our conversation today will offer some clarity on what the buzz has been all about in the world of digital art and the underlying technology that has been playing a significant role. Joining me here on the line for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Kevin Deneen, Technology and Communication Services Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Kevin, good morning to you. Welcome back to the podcast and really looking forward to this conversation this morning
1: hey good morning dan thanks for having me back on
0: absolutely so kevin i'm curious i know over the past few weeks we've been hearing a lot of headlines around these digital pieces of art the valuations have been stunning but hand in hand with the artwork itself we've been hearing about this acronym nft so it might be helpful as a starting point kevin for our listeners our clients can you simply explain to us what an nft is
1: Yeah, Dan, so an NFT, as you mentioned, it's an acronym, and it stands for non-fungible token. And what a non-fungible token is, it's really a digital asset, and it's a digital asset that's often used to represent ownership or authenticity. And NFTs are built on blockchain, and we've talked a lot about blockchain in the past, but just as a reminder, uh, blockchain is a distributed ledger that achieves security by consensus. And what we mean by that is uh, everybody who's part of that blockchain has a complete copy of the blockchain, so a complete copy of all the transactions and who owns what on that blockchain. And the only way that a blockchain can be changed is if more than 50% of the participants agree to it. So that's sort of the the interesting aspect of of blockchain security. And if you understand that, you understand, I think it, it, it helps enlighten why NFTs work so well on blockchain or why they're built on blockchain because they provide ownership they provide authenticity Blockchain is a distributed ledger that has a unique aspect around security because it's driven by consensus.
0: So, Kevin, it's interesting as you were defining what an NFT is for us, I was hearing a lot of similarities maybe to a cryptocurrency. Are we talking about the same thing here or are there differences?
1: No, an NFT is not a cryptocurrency, but there's definitely some similarities and some important similarities. But there's some important differences, too. So NFTs and cryptocurrencies are both digital assets, and they're, 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 often, um, they're both built on blockchain. But one real key difference is cryptocurrencies are fungible. So one Bitcoin is the same as any other Bitcoin, just like you know the $5 bill in your wallet is the same as the $5 bill in my wallet. It doesn't matter which one you have, because every dollar is the same as every other dollar. NFTs, as, as they're defined, are non-fungible. They're unique. Uh, if you own an NFT, by definition, no one else will ever own that particular NFT. So they're they're unique, and that's what actually creates their value.
0: Okay, that w- that was helpful clarity. Thank you for that, Kevin. So in the context we've been hearing about all of this digital art craze, what kind of role are NFTs playing here?
1: Yeah, I th- I, I think it's it's good to talk about NFTs and art because I think it's there's some sort of direct parallels to what people might be familiar with in the analog or the real world. So the way that I think about NFTs are they're like provenance. Provenance is a, is a term that comes out of the art world. And what provenance does is it proves a painting is an original. So provenance will, you know, if you own a Rembrandt or a Caravaggio or some great work of art, you want to have provenance that shows that this is actually By the artist, you say it is, and that's often sort of understanding the history of who owned it and how, where the painting was, and almost like a chain of custody, if you will. Um, And 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 NFTs, um, NFTs really serve that same function. So it's it's NFTs are are proving that you own it, that you have the rights to that ownership. It proves the veracity of that ownership, but NFTs are a little bit different um, in that the weird thing uh, in my mind with with nfts and and related to digital content is that a lot of the the content that is uh sold or owned under under, under an nft is actually available for viewing online and that's where i think it gets really interesting because nfts are are, are mostly built on the ethereum blockchain um, now ethereum is a cryptocurrency but it's also Uh, a blockchain technology that underlies the cryptocurrency so nfts are are mostly built on this ethereum blockchain and what ethereum does is it provides the ability for smart contracts so what's a smart contract it's this notion that um, there's an agreement that's embedded in software code and it just happens automatically so let's say you sold me something uh sold me an nft but I have the right to repurchase it, that could be be embedded in an an NFT. And it's sort of interesting because what, what smart contracts can do, what we're seeing actually happening in the world of NFT, is it sort of divides or separates ownership rights from monetization. So you have digital content out there that anybody can view online. You have people who are buying an NFT for a particular piece of digital content, and they own it. But they may not own the rights to commercialize all of that that digital content. So if somebody was to li- tra- bought something with an NFT and they decide to license it commercially, they may not be entitled to those commercial rights. Um, there's other things that can happen with NFTs. Uh, a popular music group put out an NFT uh, with their album, and um, the NFT enables you – to have, uh, sort of an option to buy front row seats when they go on tour again in a post COVID world. So that's a great example of a, of a smart contract. And I think that's, you know, that's where NFTs get really interesting, right? It's, it's interesting to know that you own something and, and it's a piece of, it's a digital asset. But I think this this notion of the smart contracts that can be attached to or embedded in NFTs can actually be really, really interesting over time.
0: Yeah, Kevin, it makes a lot of sense. And those examples you cited are very helpful. So I, I know since really the beginning of the year, there has been a lot of concern about bubbles in the markets, asset price inflation. I can't help but draw comparisons to what we're seeing here. The big question being, why are people paying so much for these NFTs?
1: It's a great question, Dan, and it, it, it it's sort of a mystery to me, too. It, as you point out, it feels like NFTs are, are sort of caught up in, in the overall cryptomania that we're seeing right now. Um, you know, I, I sort of liken it to any time you see uh, a new technology... You know, it's, it's a bright, shiny new thing, and people want to get involved because they think that there's this long-term value. And momentum, price momentum, sometimes just pulls people in, right? It's, it's fear of missing out or, or the greater fool theory. I'll, I'll pay up a lot today because I think somebody's going to pay me even more tomorrow. Um, you know, we're not here to opine on the value of of, of NFTs, but I think it's pretty interesting when, when uh, the artists who put NFTs on the map uh people who who sold the digital work for i think it was 69 million dollars you know even people says we're in a bubble um as it relates to nft so i i would say you know buyer beware um we've seen this movie before um not to say that there's not long-term value but it certainly feels like it's a pretty Bottle and uh, environment for NFTs.
0: Very important to cite that, Kevin. So, maybe as a final point here, why are NFTs important? Can they have any real world applications?
1: Yeah, I, I think they can. And I think it really comes down to this notion of, of sort of authenticity, veracity, and, and smart contracts. So, you know, if you think about um, maybe, maybe a couple of examples, uh, you know, I think one place where NFTs could be really interesting is if you think about. You know, licensing of intellectual property, and, and an example is probably the easiest way to, to, to think about this. So let's say you had a um, an AI an artificial intelligence researcher who comes up with something really innovative, or somebody develops a really interesting uh, piece of intellectual property. Uh, historically, you would you would license that, and you know, IP licensing can be difficult. A lot of times, it's a, it's a it's a one-time payment, and even if it's there's residual payments, you know. Tracking how that IP has been used has been difficult. Well, with a smart contract, you, you could actually now make sure that the contract is enforced, that the person who licensed the IP gets gets paid each and every time that IP is licensed, because you would you would you would uh, do that transaction using uh, an NFT with a smart contract under it. I think the other thing is when we talk about authenticity and veracity you know what we see on the internet now and everybody's heard about this or this the rise of deep fakes um images and videos generated by artificial intelligence that are, are nearly impossible to tell the difference from the original article um so what would be interesting is if it, it, it in a world where ai is only going to become more commonplace and more accessible and we're it could engender an even deeper distrust of what we see online it could be an interesting model to attach nfts to um, video content or news content to prove the veracity and the authenticity of that content so I think that's another real world example now how they could get monetized I'm not sure but I think it's it, it and if it, I think it shows that nft nfts can play an important part in the digital world beyond just um beyond just digital art.
0: Well, Kevin, certainly a fascinating topic that has piqued the interest of many, myself included, over the past few weeks. So thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today and providing the background and context that you did, or perhaps a topic we can follow up on during future conversations. Though, appreciate your time and insight again today, Kevin.
1: Thanks, Dan. Great to be with you.
0: Absolutely. And again, today we have been joined by Kevin Dedean, Technology and Communication Services Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. As a reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, and that actually includes a recent blog authored by Kevin Deneen ties right into our conversation this morning nfts tokenizing digital assets so that's available now for you up on ubs.com forward slash cio now for clients of ubs you can also contact your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of that blog directly or learn more about today's topic top of the morning is part of the ubs conversations podcast channel which is available where podcasts are found including on itunes spotify TuneIn, stitcher